1: joey clark hello welcome to the program you're listening to the joey clark radio hour if you haven't already go like my facebook page the book of faces page it's simply the joey clark radio hour if you don't i don't suppose it's a big deal but it's just how rude you want to follow you want to keep up i mean and also if you don't like me you can send me negative messages there i appreciate the feedback good or bad love me or hate me i want you listening well, so thank you for tuning in, and tonight I'm excited for the show because we have on Toya, Toy Toy from 100.5 Classic Hip Hop here at Blue Water Station. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great because, you know, I had, I, last night I got you know, my roommate, or old roommate from college. He's back in Montgomery, now I'm in Troy, and we got into all sorts of stuff like really? free will versus determinism to, like, <laughs> saying, hey, Joey, if you can't make up your mind, just flip a coin. saying you know, heads means one thing, tails means another, and you'll find that as soon as you flip it, before it even lands, you already know which one you want it to be. Even if you didn't know before, I'm like, Troy, you're blowing my mind. Too much psychology, too much of this stuff, but I love to take a break from some, the politics, yeah. and a lot of the philosophy, because music, I think we are both made the same in this way. Music is a huge part of my life. Like, it is. I would tell the story of my life with songs um and uh, you know some people music's kind of cool it's there everybody can connect with it but there are certain people that are music people yeah and you were telling me off air you you really are that type of person it's always been a big part of your life
2: i am a music junkie like music is soothing for the soul so i just i love music
1: absolutely now are you from
2: montgomery born and raised all right likewise yeah
1: okay likewise (laughs) So, you know, Montgomery, I've I've always wondered, are we going to get much of an original music scene? There's a little bit going on out there, but, and I know know folks, I don't want to speak ill of them for the folks who are trying, but it's always seemed like a a town where there's a lot of cover bands, but there's so much history here.
2: There really is, and I really truly believe there is a lot of talent here. Yes. You know, um, after... um, Yesterday's championship game. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like Alabama's up next.
1: Well, they almost had a perfect season. Yeah. I'm saying more eagle to you. You're wow. all tied. Almost had a perfect season. Y'all had the championship, though. I'm not. I'm not no yeah, we grapes. did that. that, that was, that's good. But now when you say that music was a big part of your life, who are you like throwing out there? Like, um, who did you fall in love with first music?
2: I fell in love with Anita Baker, um, mm. Stephanie Mills. Um, Denise Williams, Switch, Elder Barge, Michael Jackson, Prince, like, Luther Vandross. Like, I just, I love music.
1: Yes. Now, I was, it was an office party, Christmas office party, um, where I ended up with a Luther Vandross vinyl. Mm Mm-hmm. And, it, like, everybody thought it was hysterical that I'm the one <laughs> who ended up with Luther. Like, the joke's on you, fools. I love this thing. <laughs> was, like, she want, she loves me back and all this. Oh. Yes, uh, yes. And, like, having a party and all that. It's a great album. Yes. And uh, I was just able to pick up, because I'm on this big vinyl kick, Okay. Uh, David Bowie's Young Americans album, it's, he calls it Plastic Soul. He wanted to make a solo album, so he went to the Apollo okay. and found, like, all the best singers. And Luther Vandross is actually singing backup. It's like when he was just starting out. Wow. And you get these crazy arrangements. And so how folks start to overlap, you know, we have a little bit of overlap because I am... A huge Prince fan. I yes. try not to talk about too much on air, because yeah. not everybody is, but I will talk about... I'm such a fan. A good judge, of if you're a fan of something, is do you go to online message boards and at least read them, and you're up with the latest news? <laughs> yeah, that was me for years with uh the Purple Yoda.
2: Well, you're not by yourself. I love Prince, too, so hey.
1: Well, actually, this morning, and seriously, folks, I listen to vinyl records pretty much every day. It's kind of a form of meditation and yeah. enjoying myself. And I l- had this part of this song on today. It's like, like, OMG.
2: You better things. stop, Joey. You better stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a jam right there. That's most definitely one of his good well, Maybe not the ride.
1: <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> Burn up my clothes, smash up my ride. <laughs> well, maybe not the ride. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not the ride. <laughs> oh. Oh, I love it! Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> one. The Son of the Times album just kills me, and I don't want—I don't want to date you, Toya. But uh, you know, <laughs> what's the music you listened to in high school?
2: Um, high school escape. Okay. Um, total. I'm thinking maybe was Jodeci out back then? Maybe so. Was R. Kelly out back then?
1: I think R. Kelly was
2: okay because you know it's been a minute. You know I have to. Yeah, I have to go back.
1: Well, and it's it's <laughs> weird in this this culture, this day and age. It, we're so overexposed because you know the whole stuff with R. Kelly and the, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but and it's, but that's the same guy who's saying I believe I can fly. Yeah, uh, I, Link, I, yeah. I think Chappelle has this whole bit about that. You know, just just remember that the, the, the same guy did that. Also did this incredible artistry. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I took away, and I saw an article in USA Today at the turn of the new year, mm-hmm. is for the first time in Nielsen's music ratings, uh, hip hop and R and B has overtaken rock and roll for music consumption. Now this is streaming with all these new streaming services. Uh, it finally it's something like a quarter of people listening are listening to hip hop and R and B. Uh, rocks twenty three percent now all physical. like You go buy a CD, you go buy a vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still 40% rock. But I found that I'm looking back on the music I grew up with and hip-hop is here to stay and I think it's where a lot of the, the interesting stuff is going on, musically.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I do agree. Um, but I, I want to... Hip-hop is most definitely not going anywhere. No. But I want it to remain hip-hop. Mm,
1: what are you worried about?
2: Uh, you young? know, just the changes, the 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 younger generation not really embodying hip hop, you know,
1: like like the the spirit of it or I mean, I've heard one knock that some of these guys can't even rap. They don't have any flow. You
2: you do, you have some ABC rappers, you have some um 1 2 3 rappers. You, you, it, you like it just really ha- they have to embody the um the craft of hip-hop. And, you know, sometimes a lot of these artists that are coming out, I feel, you know, this is just Toy Toy's opinion. Mm-hmm. It's not really music. It's not really, uh,
1: you know, I. it's... it's. Well, let's name some names. Who, who are you throwing out there um, where you're like, uh, they're popular? I mean, I,
2: half of them, I can't even pronounce their names. <laughs> so, I'm like, uh, um, is it... Lewy, you, Lil Uzi Bird, like
1: you're asking I, the wrong guy. I
2: couldn't tell you anything that they um. I probably could nod my head to a beat or a track, but right. I couldn't yeah. tell you anything that they're saying. Or it's not that you know it's not the same music from back in the days. But
1: hey, to each his own. Well, and it keep, that keeps happening, where you know parents are freaking out to watch Elvis shake his hips <laughs> on national television. <laughs> To, you know, yeah, because you know Frank Sinatra was such a saint. Yeah. The Rat Pack never did anything <laughs> naughty. Uh, but you know, out of Elvis, you start to get you know hard rock. But you've also got the you know you've got the the buttoned up Motown sound. But then it starts to get a little funkier, yeah. a little more yeah. politically aware. Um, and I love the story of how a lot of James Brown's band was essentially taken from him by George Clinton because everybody was tired of James being a tyrant. Wow. Like, George actually let people play whatever the hell they wanted, and let these guys sort of stretch their legs and show their talent. Um, See, I'm stuck in, like, the 60s and 70s. I was telling you this off-air with soul music, but just got Sly and the Family Stones fresh, that album, and I was reading up on it, and what is this song, uh, In Time?, Miles Davis used to make his band, before they started actually rehearsing and practicing, make them listen to In Time for 30 minutes back to back to back. He said, listen to how much the rhythm drives this music. It's not about the the flourishes of the vocal or the guitarist or the organ even. It is about how everything is interlocked in a particular rhythm. And I just watch, and I encourage everybody to check it out. It's on YouTube. It's a TED Talk. Um, by Mark Ronson, the guy who did Uptown Funk, who's been working with Bruno Mars. Um, he also did Amy Winehouse's, one of her last albums. Ronson's great, but he did a TED Talk on how sampling has transformed music. It really has. I, I believe that. I yeah. truly believe that. And his big takeaway is that we're, in, we're almost oversaturated. Today. Like, there's so much music history now in the electronic age, or maybe it wasn't there when you start getting the, the blues players coming up and jazz players. It's still, oh, okay, yeah. we have electricity and it can be louder, but... We're not quite saving it in the same way we're still using these plastic or this vinyl record, yeah,
0: um
1: but now that we have almost everything saved, it's all at our fingertips. there's this huge library of music that you can pull from you can maybe pull from something you love growing up and take a snippet of it and craft a whole new song out of it, and you can you can', and so it i don't know, i'm I'm taken aback on well, and I I don't want to again date you but I, I feel old because the last actual hip hop rap album I've bought now I've streamed albums like I love the new Jay-Z album I want uh, Donald Glover Childish Gambito's album Awaken My Love to be the album of the year because okay. that's like a funk throwback and it's genius yeah but the la- I streamed those okay. I didn't actually go out and buy it the last one I bought was Idlewild <laughs> Outcast, and that's like over a decade ago,
2: yeah, I think it's been a while since I bought one, so yeah,
1: and that's the weird thing. It's like people used to have to you know sort through all these you know c d mm-hmm. jewel cases yep. or uh, go through the record store, and I like to do that if I have some time to waste, but now you can find anything you want on these smartphones, You sure can like I have a guy I know who's really into classical music, and he said that. Uh, there's this uh, piece of music that he could never find. And it's very difficult if you do find it online for years. It would be very expensive to get the actual tape or CD shipped to you, if it's even on tape or CD. And now, with the digital world, you can find some obscure piece of music like that. Is, that,
2: is that such a bad thing, though?
1: I don't think it is. Okay, I think it's going to lead to more sampling. Like, where folks say oh, if you sample something, then it's not really music you're you're taking from other music. But if you are good at sampling something, uh, you can take a portion of a song and make it completely your own thing. And so it's almost like you have a foot in the past where you understand you have this deep knowledge of mm-hmm. what's come before you mm-hmm. and you're bringing it into the present you've got a foot in the future. Um, and so I was really thinking back going... When's my first big encounter? Because I love Yo, I do.
2: Thank you. I love Yo.
1: I love one hundred point <laughs>
2: five.
1: I love Yo. Uh, Yo is is so good. It, like I was driving the other day, and here comes the hot stepper. Oh, like, like, like what is the song? Uh, here comes the hot stepper. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I okay, I didn't heard that in forever, but apparently that's. A sampling a song that's been sampled like 500 and yeah something times all throughout music history so i'm thinking back what's my first experience with hip-hop and i remember i had to be eight or nine years old christmas morning really like santa what did Santa bring me I left the milk and cookies out I've been a good boy all year maybe too good he's always watching that's creepy but anyway Santa what did Santa bring it's that magical moment when you you know come out into the living room yeah and there is a boom box and there's a particular album that was big when I in 9596 and I can't remember if it was 95 or 96 it could have worked for either so I'm nine eight nine years old and I'm going to first play not the song, not the album that it was, I'm first going to play the song that this album sampled. Okay. So, here it is. It's from uh, Songs in the Key of Life. Stevie Wonder.
2: Didn't know that.
1: Yeah. And this, the Stevie Wonder song is remarkable like lyrically.
2: Because it's like you hear lives
0: living in time Okay. Yeah. spending most their lives living in. Well you
2: know I only know the other
1: versions. <laughs> well and and but the sample's clear. Like they it is. they just picked right out of it. Though Coolio see, stays true because yeah. Coolio takes from that and makes this.
2: Now, this is the version that I know.
1: <laughs> yeah. And this is the version I knew and loved when I was eight, nine years old. And Santa knew it, too. Yeah. And there it is, a boombox <laughs> in this CD. I death,
2: I love that. I That's crazy. I didn't know Stevie Wonder did it first, though.
1: Yeah, it's 76, Songs in the Key of Life. And uh,
2: Okay, that's the year I was born. Oh, nice.
1: <laughs> and uh, I love the the Stevie song is called Pastime Paradise. Okay. And it's such a deep song because essentially he's saying we've been spending most of our lives living in a pastime paradise. He talks about all the struggles people are going through in the present. I think seventy six, and then the chorus changes. To we're spending most of our lives living in a future paradise. So we think about this golden age. things were wonderful. We're living in this pastime paradise when life was so innocent. Maybe it's childhood, whatever it is. Yeah, and but then you're always hoping for something the better and folks aren't enjoying the present and i was like damn stevie (laughs) um way to make me think and actually i think coolio sticks to that
0: yeah he he did
1: did. and then we have to also give an honorable mention to weird al for amish paradise you ever heard that one i did not you've never heard the parody of gangsta's paradise i
2: don't think i have i don't think so
1: Oh no! I might have to pull that up.
2: I was going to say, play it for me. Let me see.
1: Okay, well I'm going to pull it up. It's it's once you see Weird Al, you won't forget it, Toy Toy. You won't. (laughs) And let me hear this sample. Paradise. (laughs) All right, let's pull this up. Yes, it's essentially the same thing. But (laughs) I can't believe you haven't seen.
2: Fifty two million views.
1: Yeah. (laughs) As I walk no, I have not seen I this. Oh, I harvest <laughs> my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain. But that's <laughs> like me. You know I shun fancy things like electricity.
2: No, <laughs> Joey, I, I have not morning, seen this. Not oh, wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, did, did
2: he do the song Justice?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That's where Weird Al's great. <laughs> he, I mean, he does parodies, but he <laughs> is an incredible musician, and his band is damn good that he tours with. So he's done, like, uh, instead of Michael Jackson's bad, he goes, it's fat.
2: Now, I think I've seen that one. I've yeah, seen I, that one. Yeah. That one was I've seen a big hit.
1: <laughs> but instead of beat it, eat it. Like, I've I, seen that one. I don't know why he always <laughs> takes a Michael Jackson thing and uh, and then makes it about food and being fat. But huh. life is, I don't know, it's crazy. Like, it is. I'm at this point where I had a few pretty tragic years two years ago. And again, music's always been there, um, and I'm kind of coming out of those tragic years, going, "What next?" Like the show's been going three months, but like, where do I want to go next? Am I gonna stay in Montgomery? Am I gonna try to hop to a different city? Am I gonna, uh, you know, fall in love and you know all these sort of things out there? And one perspective I've gained is. Once, uh, and I haven't, it hasn't happened to me personally yet, but once kids come into the picture. Okay. Because I've you know been sitting here thinking, going, I'm not making a crazy amount of money. I'm not complaining about it. And life is damn good. Why is everybody complaining about it? And then I went, oh, you're an idiot, Joey. If you had a child and you had to provide, it would be very, very difficult. Now, you're a mom, right? I am would you say that that changed you in a big way? Because I don't know and I've had folks say no, I've had folks say yes I don't know, I've gotten all sorts of answers from that question
2: The answer would be yes Um, Yes. My son is 23 and my daughter is 16 and um, being a single mom, raising them you have to really focus on the kids and not yourself anymore Right. So that took a lot of The things that I wanted to do in life, I had to put that on hold. You know, I actually dropped out of school Hmm. my 12th grade year Hmm. because I was married and pregnant with my son. Right. And after I gave birth to him, I went back to high school. I think I was 20 just to walk and graduate, you know, to get that accomplished and to have that under my belt. But just being a mom and and raising a son and a daughter, yeah, it's, it's hard.
1: Yeah, well, and you've seen all the, I guess, the stages now. Yeah. From, like, little, little kid to...
2: But the stages aren't done.
1: Oh, no. No, it's still going on. <laughs> yeah. Twenties uh, are a whole other ball yes. of wax. No, I now imagine teenagers. It's like you, you have these wonderful, what I've heard, you have these wonderful kids. They might act up a little bit. Yeah. But when they're little, you're like the world. The cutest
2: things ever. Like, oh, just so...
1: They don't talk back. <laughs> right. But then when they become teenagers, they become these moody brats. yeah, Yeah, oh, yeah. and, like, God bless you for having to do that. Um, and I don't know why it is that, like, again, Seth Spotlow is going to be on the show tomorrow night. He's a single dad. Okay. He's kind of going through it, and his daughter's real little.
2: Oh, you know what? That, I think, is tougher on dads mm. that are ra- raising daughters versus a single mom raising, because, yeah. Like, my brother, he's... um. Raising his daughter yeah. and his son, and yes, yeah, she can be a little firecracker because you know she gets away with murder with her dad.
1: <laughs> oh yeah! How do you say no to a little girl you're exactly. in love with? Exactly,
2: and that's what he struggles with.
1: <laughs> well, and I I didn't grow up with sisters. I have one brother. Okay. Um, and so I I don't know. I've I've never I've girls who are friends, but I never had that close intimate relationship other than maybe my mom and my aunts. Yeah. So I, I feel like if I had a daughter and I had to raise her on my own, I would—I have no clue what I'm doing. And I'm, I imagine that's part of it. You go into it, you don't know what you're doing necessarily, and you don't, you don't, but you figure it out over time.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's not hard. It's it's not really hard. You know what's right and you know what's wrong. So you know at the end of the day, you treat your your family and your kids how you want to be treated, and that's with love, respect. You know, and it's easy. Okay. Yeah. It's. Piece of cake,
1: I say, right now. (laughs) Yeah, you say right now. (laughs) Right now. Yeah, but then there's that one day where they messed up, and you're like, I've Mm -hmm. been having this stressful day trying to provide for you, and now you come and do this crap. (sighs) And like I said, it's not over. (laughs) Well, but we first met when you were in sales here at Blue Order. Yeah. But you are reinventing yourself.
2: I am, and I actually love the person that I am becoming. Like music, like I said, has always been a passion of mine, so just to be on the air now, on yo, doing something that I genuinely love. Yeah. It feels awesome, so. How did you end up,
1: you've always, you said you always wanted to be a performer of some kind. Yeah. Like and was that? I mean, did that go through stages? Like, I want to be a singer or I want to be you, a dancer. You know what? Or? It
2: did. It. I did go through stages. I wanted to be a stripper at one time. Mm. I wanted to be an entertainer at one time. I wanted to be a actress at one time. I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a rapper. I actually started rapping at eighteen. Nice. You know, I remember at the age of fifteen, opening up at the Civic Center for um, was it China Man? He used to be with the Two Live Crew, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be a dancer back then, so I was dancing. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> but just music and and just the love of the entertainment business has always been a passion of mine. So,
1: oh, like just- likewise.
2: I'm just happy to be over here at Blue Water Broadcasting with you guys. So
1: yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm glad you're you're back. Um, I am too. You're on air. <laughs> I guess you, Fresh reached out, or you reach
2: out to Fresh, um, DJ Fresh. When I left here in sales, you know, I I just wouldn't let you guys go. I, I hung on like a thorn. <laughs> like seriously, I did. Mm-hmm. And um, I worried Fresh and Jerome and. I had them worry Rick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice, 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 nice.
2: You know, it worked, so I'm excited.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and and, uh, well, I want you to direct me here because we've got to hit a quick break. Okay. But what should we go out to? Something like a song that just means a lot to you. It could be anything, as long as it's FCC appropriate, of course.
2: Uh, Anything.
1: And I'm going to type it into the YouTube, and we're going to play it, and we're going to hit a break.
2: Let's do Anita Baker. Caught up in the
1: rapture. Okay, (laughs) and pulled up there. Oh, there it is. Love myself, so I'm Anita. Well, you're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. My guest this evening, Toy Toy. (laughs) (laughs) You are the coolest, Joey. (laughs) Oh, wow, I try. I try. try. (laughs) See, I already made it a little weird and awkward there after saying I try something, but we'll be right back, folks. to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Hanging out with Toy Toy. Hanging out with Toy, huh? Hey.
0: <sighs>
1: and we're all over the place musically. I usually stick to one album at least, but <laughs> jumping around from Sign of the Times and Prince Adore to Songs in the Key Alive, Pastime Paradise to Gangsta's Paradise to Amish Paradise to Anita Baker, Caught Up in the Rapture to now Outcast Life as a Musical. <laughs> we're all over the place. That's what music will do to you, yeah. It it really will, and I'm I'm the type I liked. Uh, I liked Andre when they did that weird double album. I liked the Andre stuff, the speaker box, Love Below, yeah. I liked Love Below, um, but you know, actually, I say that I'm now thinking of like the way you move, and I don't know, I like them both. Oh,
2: yeah, hot, yeah.
1: And I highly suggest folks uh, watch if it's still out there the documentary, uh, The Art of Organized Noise tells that whole story about those guys in Atlanta. Really? Came up with Outcasts and CeeLo, and like, they literally would stay in a basement that had a clay floor. It was called,
2: what, the Dungeon Family, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And it's just, you know, it, it probably wasn't glamorous living, but it just sounded like people were so alive then.
2: Yeah, like they got it out the mud back then. Yeah,
1: you're all, you're young, you're hopeful, and then it, it happens. Yeah. After working hard, it's, it's, uh, it's remarkable. Now, you were telling me off-air that you're actually thinking about doing uh, a reality show. And we're not going to mention all the all the money people and that sort of stuff, but it's about your own life.
2: It is. It- I, um, I do. I have been working on this show now for a couple of years, um, and I have some good things in the works, but it's called Fed Moms. It's about six women who've been to federal prison, coming home, rebuilding their lives, starting back over. And um, it's pretty much going to show you, you know, just how hard it is coming back to society and and being accepted and being given another chance. And um, if you're not made of steel or have a heart of steel like myself, you know, some people wouldn't. Some people would just give up, you know, Hmm. and. I'm determined to succeed, you know, so...
1: Well, because you didn't expect to find yourself in that situation. I
2: did not. I did not. Um, But, you know, um, it happened. Life happens. And you just bounce back from it.
1: Well, cool. And that's... You know, so often, especially in the news, it's all negative. It's all, you know, this crime happened. and our prisons don't have enough money. I mean, that's a lot of what's in the news now. Um, And those things are true, but... I always love hearing the the stories of, I made a mistake, this happened to me. And the fact that you want to do a TV show about it, shows you want to share this story. There's something that you've learned throughout this process, or Um, you're continuing to learn.
2: Yeah, and I'm still learning, of course. It's just, you know, just being in that situation, not ever thinking in a million years that myself would go off and have to do federal prison time. But um, I did. I got myself in a situation that, you know, I can't go back and change time. I wish I could, but I can't. And um, it happened. And I had to go and um, pay my debt to society. And I did. So coming back home and starting over and just rebuilding and building my brand and everything that I wanted in life. And it just feels like it's just happening you know, I'm, I'm excited, and, and I just want to share my story and everything that I went through in life and how did I end up in the situation that I did.
1: Well, and a lot of folks in uh, tragic situations and a lot of ways, that's a, that's a big way to say a lot of things in life. There's a lot of tragedies out there. Yeah. And in the middle of those things, a lot of people do give up. They say, what's the point? Yeah. It's always going to be like this. Well, it's the problem, but I, what I think a lot of those folks don't understand is even when you're successful, that there's still that thing in the back of your head like oh if i reach this point in life everything's going to be wonderful yeah. like if i'll give me for example if i got a nationally syndicated talk show oh life would be awesome part of life would be great yeah. probably bring in more money reach more people influence more people get to talk to more people but at the end of the day would that really is that like the summit i want to reach uh, or, no, I'd imagine even the most successful people in this world always are thinking to themselves, well, what am I going to do next? Yeah. Where am I driving towards? What am I grinding towards here at the end of the day? Um, and so for you to, I didn't know this about you. I just learned this tonight.
2: Yeah, you did. You did.
1: Well, and uh, it wasn't, I hate taxes. I hope they're not listening. <laughs> I hate tax. I hate the income Who tax. likes them? Nobody. I hate taxes. Um, I, I <laughs> tend to think most taxes are theft. Just Legal. Duly, you, know, uh, yeah. you know, legal theft, <laughs> but theft, nonetheless. Kind of I a agree. Protection I totally right. agree. Yeah, like, why? Okay, y'all are taking if, a grand or so from me. Oh, right, how much? Hey, did you spend that when you're helping the Saudis bomb Yemen? I mean, I, there's so many things... I'm going to get off on a whole tangent. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. Because no, we
2: don't want to do that, Joey. <laughs> no.
1: No, I'm also, I think, well, I have never had a long-term relationship. Really? Never, ever. At the most, a few months. Because, I, well, the number one reason is I'm an introvert. And, like, my time being alone means a lot to me. So to get out there and go find somebody else, and I, especially when I was younger, I'd try to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, go out to the bar, you know, go to you know certain meetups, you know, groups, social gatherings, or whatever. Uh, Even tried stuff online, those sort of things. Wow. And uh, then I realized, what am I wasting my time for? Um, And also, like on those dating sites, they'll tell you. The three things you should not talk about what are, are philosophy, religion, and politics. I'm like, that's all I want to talk about. <laughs> that and music. And so I'm just, I just gave up. I was like, well, and then uh, good things came to those who stopped looking, I guess. I don't know. But I i don't know. I overheard you some nights say, I'm i am not looking for just anything. I'm looking for a man. Not like you need one. Yeah. Because you don't necessarily need
2: one. I don't. I don't. Uh, well, I'm gonna say this: not necessarily need one, but we do have needs. <laughs> <laughs> True. And you just don't want to be out here letting everybody give you those needs. Well, so,
1: <laughs> and in my experience, it's always like I'm. I'm so independent. I don't need anybody. And then I, especially on a cold night, it's like 20 degrees outside. I nestle up under my blanket and comforter. I'm like I don't need any buddy. I don't need
2: anybody. Well, you know, when I get like that, I just pull my little silver friend out, so I'm good. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, nice. Nice. I
2: am good in that department. See, but that has <laughs>
1: diminishing returns, too. It does. It's not the same thing. I think there's something, I was raised Catholic. Yeah. And I remember my one of my teachers talking about, when it's with a spiritual bond in marriage, it's so much better. I'm like, God, you're 50-something. <laughs> And You know, I'm sure you're a lovely woman, but you teach really? like the way she's talking about it, but I'm sure and but she was right. Yeah, she was. When you build up that uh, it's a Prince song. He, uh, he talks about foreplay starts in the mind that it, it's you build up a connection with somebody or and also shared experiences um, that it's it's not just about, oh, I, we have needs. I think we also have needs where it would be good when I've had a long, crappy day <laughs> to be able to go to somebody and talk it out with them. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes that's just not, and roommates don't necessarily suffice. I talk to the dog sometimes, but, you know, he doesn't talk back. No, he. Um, I hope not. He talked back once, but it was because of something I took. <laughs> No, not really. That didn't actually I happen, I can't folks.
2: believe you haven't been in a long-term relationship,
1: though, No, I've, I've never done And folks say that to me. Yeah, because you're handsome. Oh, stop
2: it. No, for real, you are.
1: Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so here Now you're going to make my baby face blush. <laughs> but I... No, I've had my aunt tell me, you need an older woman. I'm like, okay. I don't know. I just... I'm impatient. Like, people see the facade. They're like, okay... Oh, he seems handsome, and he seems well-spoken. You are, you you're, are. You're funny. You're, you're kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but you haven't seen the darkness inside. Do you have a dark it's, side, Oh, uh, the Joey? craziness. Yeah, the, how neurotic I can be, <laughs> and just how, like, oh, totally lacking in self-confidence. <laughs> my biggest vice is cowardice. It has been. I think radio has done me well in that regard. I actually talk about these things. Okay. Essentially, my show, Toy Toy, is... Uh, Is a big, not a casting couch. It's a it's a therapist couch. I use everybody out there listening as my therapist. They don't often talk. Well, that's good. Yeah, I just talk out my issues, my problems. But no, I've never had a a long term relationship.
2: I I like it that way. I would like to just talk out my issues and nobody respond back. Like, shut up. I got this, you know? <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> just, it feels good to get it out. It's like a, it's almost like me doing a daily diary, except in public over the airwaves.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And sometimes it makes people mad. And I don't agree with everything I say up here. But I'm, I'm thinking back now. Why have I never been in a long-term relationship? Um, I think I'm too much of a romantic. A hopeless romantic. Like, I idealize stuff.
2: So when you say hopeless romantic, give me some talk to me. What what are we talking about?
1: Well, essentially, I want it to be the ideal woman, which doesn't exist. And really, that's my own problems (laughs) being projected onto the world. People are people, men and women. There's no necessarily ideal. There might be the right one for you, but for a long time, I believed in there's the one, the sort of the, the soulmate. As I've grown up. I realize that's not the case. You, I think, could fall in love and have an incredible life with all sorts of people.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, depending on who they are. And then I hit a point where I'm like, I know I don't want commitment right now. So I don't want to fool somebody. True. I don't want to tell somebody I deeply love you. Just to get in their pants. It's, it. I feel gross. I feel bad. Yeah,
2: that would be wrong, Joey. And I would think that you were a player. Yeah.
1: You've uh, you run not a player, into a few players.
2: What? <laughs> Every day, all day?
1: No, I, I'm not a player. I have one guy I used to work with. He, I wonder if he came up to you and talked to you. I don't know if you've heard this approach. He would say, Joey, I'd spot a girl across the club, across the bar. i walk up to her and i go, hello, miss. You look like a well-put-together professional woman who knows what's going on. You have your life all together. And I like that. I like somebody who has their life put together and knows what they want in life. I'm really I'm looking for that. So I just came over here to say hi and to tell you that's what I thought. Look at you. And then he said, I'd walk away. <laughs> and then I come back like 10, 15 minutes later when the opportune time was and go, now all that stuff I said earlier, I meant it. But really, at the end of the day, what I'm looking for is a stone cold freak. <laughs> I told this guy, dude... It might work, but one of these days you're going to meet a stone cold freak, and you're going to be freaked out. And he is. Yeah, like, and he actually went on to tell me a story I can't share on air about somebody you ran into who wanted to do some stuff, where it was like, yeah, that's what you get, man, for being that forward. And, that. and it Probably scared the crap out of him. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a big part of my issues. Is I am shy. Like I could sit down and have a conversation with anybody. Like, I can do the first date thing. I, if you told me the, hey, Joey, see the person there? Go talk to them. Hit on them. Approach them. Whatever the word is. I would have, i tongue-tied. I wouldn't know what to say. I used what to be I shy. Doing? I used to be shy. You used to be shy. Yeah. What got you over your shyness? Any um, tips?
2: I don't know. I honestly don't know what got me over, you know, just growing up a little girl, I used to be quiet. I was shy. You know, um, music was my outlet. You know, yeah. Um, but likewise, I guess dealing with different people, being in different parts of the world, you know, it just opened me up. You know, where okay, well, she, she's very vocal. Why can't I be vocal? Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: they didn't get in trouble. Yeah. They?
2: Well, not even to that extent, but like, uh, she's letting her hair down and enjoying her bows. Why don't I let my hair down and enjoy my bows? You know, just... I just started realizing, like, just do you and be you.
1: Yeah, be comfortable in who you are. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I'm learning that slowly but surely. But then, when I'm myself, again, it's back to all my issues. I, uh... I realize I don't like people. (laughs) Like, I like people... I like people, generally. Like, I'm not a misanthrope. I don't, like, literally hate people. But I... I don't like going to a party and just chit-chatting. I like a deep conversation about whatever, music or philosophy or religion or this thing happened in my life. Like, we're talking about a little bit tonight. I like those types of conversations. I get a little bored with, did you see the latest thing? And I'm like, all right. Yeah, it it was cold today. (laughs) And, And I'm not judging people in the sense that... They can't talk about that stuff, Yeah, and I I rely on those things if I'm really uncomfortable and awkward, and I think that's why people do the small talk stuff, is you don't know this person you just met, and are we really going to jump into talking like heavy things right now? (laughs) Uh, But that's always been my M.O., that since I was a young guy, I immediately jumped to the profound conversation, that or just utter silliness and nonsense. Yeah, those are the two extremes. What is your funny side, Joey? My funny side? It's usually pretty dry. <laughs> it's usually fairly self-deprecating. And then just absurd. I, I don't know. <laughs> You're so silly. And just be be funny. Like you put me on the spot. Just, just make me laugh, funny man! <laughs> See, this is my funny side. I get, okay. I get animated. I get handsy. Like my hands start going in the air. Yeah... And yeah. But I'm I'm wondering, what is, if you can recall, uh, somebody who came and approached you, and you're just like, what in the hell was that? Like, some guy who just was so awkward and pin-up or whatever, and you're like, <laughs> what in the world?
2: There are so many, Joey, just being <laughs> honest. And I'm not even trying to toot my own horn. But. I don't know. I think the weirdest one just recently, I was in McDonald's.
1: <laughs> okay, you're Mickey D's.
2: And I'm at the machine getting my high C drink, and the guy at the table got up and said, Will you marry me? I said, OMG. Right. <laughs> yeah, right off. Let me get this high C and go.
1: <laughs> right off the bat. Will you marry me?
2: Whoa. That's, like, it kind of scared me. Yeah, I'd imagine so. You know, because I don't know you and you like all in my space. Like,
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I can go to a bar and for the most part, if I stay to myself and I stay quiet, nobody will talk to me. <laughs> Seriously. And it's you can think of it as a curse. It's also a privilege. Maybe I just want to go out and relax and have a drink and nobody will mess with me. I'd imagine it's not the case for you if you go out on the town, you're gonna to get all sorts of folks coming to try to talk to you, yeah, up in your yeah. space, I do I do I don't know how you do how you do with that happens and the crazy
2: part is you know turning forty one I felt like I was getting old, mhm, and I don't want to get old, but you know I try to keep myself young, so things like that being approached by men every day all day kind of keeps me like. Okay, yeah, you ain't getting old, girl. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you still, you still a 10. Still got it. But then that old age kicks in and be like, if you don't get away from me, like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm so over this right now.
1: You don't even know what you're messing <laughs> with. You don't know. Like, you're coming up, you think you're so cool, you're confident, you think you know what you're doing, and then you just don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, and we're talking about just generally how it is. Yeah. That's yeah. how it is. Men have to approach. Women sort of say yay or nay.
2: But you know what? I kind of got out of that stage. Nice. Okay. I don't mind approaching a man. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's when that womanhood, you know, really.
1: No, it's awesome. Yeah,
2: it is. It really does feel awesome, you know, because I try to tell a lot of my single homegirls, like, if you see something you like, girl, you better go get it. Like, why sit back and wait on. Right. You know, it's, you only have one life
1: to live. So enjoy it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it, you're right. Just enjoy it Enjoy life. it. Stop worrying about the future and everything that's happened yes. in the past. Just yes. enjoy the moment. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it's something I'm learning to do. Yeah. It's something I'm learning It's so much do. fun. Yeah, and I, I used to be that guy, like Emily Hayes. Um, she calls herself Old Lady Hayes, so I'm not <laughs> insulting her. But uh, Emily
2: is cool. Emily's
1: <laughs> great. And she, uh, she said, this guy on New Year's is coming up to her. Then you want to dance? No. I'm talking to my friends, man. And you would think that's a standard interaction. Yeah. That's what happens. Cool. He comes back. No, really? Let's dance. And over and over again. And then he started saying, I make this much money and I oh, got my house all paid for. And I, I got- hate them, kind. See, but what they're doing there is they're going, and, like, I am a guy. And I'm my, like, I could fall fallen into that is what he's doing is going look at all the the boxes i've checked off on what it means to be successful in society so because i've done all the things and jumped through all the hoops i'm supposed to in order to be you know have status and be successful love me yeah yeah i'm sure that's real attractive
2: it's not it's really a big turnoff
1: wait when i talk in this voice it's yeah not attra- that too yeah. okay <laughs> well i guess i might talk like that for the rest of the show then toy toy <laughs> Because I, when I start getting into a voice, I just can't get out of it. It takes See what I mean by the dark side? It's like all these voices going on in Joey's head. I see. Yeah, yeah it's nuts. <laughs> You're awesome, Joey. Oh, well, so are you. And I, I think we need some more music here. We, so we need We got some Anita Baker. I want to tap you again. What are we putting on to close the show?
2: Let's do um, Denise William. Let's hear it for the boy.
1: Oh, oh. Joey. Oh, wow. flattered. Oh, I've heard this. (laughs) I've definitely heard this. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Yes. And I would love especially if uh, like with the show gets going, all this sort of stuff. I would love if you want to to talk in detail about the story. I would
2: love to come back. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, this has been a lot of fun. And I'm already, I feel so proud of myself. (laughs) Yeah. I'm proud of you. Well,
2: let's hear it for the boy. <laughs> let's hear it for Joey, guys. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> well, folks, thank you for listening to Joey the boy's radio show. <laughs> this has been a lot of fun, and folks, catch Toy Toy, catch Toy on... Yo,
2: Classic Jams, every day from 2 to 7.
1: All right. It's all the stuff I grew up with. Yes. So it's good stuff. But for now, we're going to go out to Denise Williams. I'll be back tomorrow night, folks. Talk to you then.